Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The uh, the Saints and Panthers are going at it right now. Um, yeah. Bryce Young, does he get his first it. win at, at home? I, I haven't know. seen anything actually. So I need I got the Saints defense still in fantasy, so I should have checked mm-hmm. that out. I have uh all really of guys uh plus nineteen throwing attempts tonight. Oh yeah, I forgot I got a prize pick too. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, we make something shake right there. Um, but as we start this episode, first of all, welcome everyone. To believe in the Houston Texans, I am one part of this show, Ruben Carvillo. And I am joined by my co-host, my guy, the handsome man, Harley Dugan. Welcome back. Hey, H10 football happened on Sunday. And, you know, it, be, before we even get to the into the game, can we just applaud the, you know, the crowd? Solid, solid crowd. Solid crowd. The, the most it's been filled in the past two years yeah outside the tailgate scene was crazy i was at the nuff cell tailgaters and for every person i met they asked where is harley where is the lead harley the fans are asking you for go out there to party with them before a uh before a texans home game but it was fun to see, you know, the city excited again, man. Everyone was talking about CJ Stroud overcoming adversity of having now four offensive linemen. But, you know, the excitement was obviously there from the start. Pretty much stayed there the entire game until it was over. Harley, the Houston Texans are 0-2. 0-2 in the D'Amico Ryan's era. Not really how you wanted to start, but you kind of expected this. Um, yeah, I mean, we said it for last few episodes that really this this regular season is not going to get started for the Texans until week four, week five. Mm. I mean, that's just sad matter of fact. Like, the offensive line is not healthy. Mm. We already know this. It seems like injuries just continue to pile on on this team. And it feels like that's going to be the name of the game this year for the Texans is what ifs and injuries. And that, that just seems like going to be the bottom line. Some more injury updates. George Fant had went out in the game, ended up coming back, as did Derek Stingley. Tavier Thomas apparently played the whole game with a broken hand, and now it requires surgery. He might be out for a number of weeks the injuries just keep on piling it up and frank z just he made my heart break a little bit shout out to frank z do you know why cully was the last coach to win at home because he understands the most important part of football is the football <laughs> shout out to david cully does he really have our last home win? Yes. And that was against the Chargers, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. Dear God, it's been that long since we've had a win here in H-Town. David Coley wouldn't know a football if it fucking slapped him in the face. Oof. David Coley. 
David Coley. I'm not going to get into David Coley. Jesus, man. Come on. Come on. I put out this tweet, Harley, and I want you to react to it. I said, our excitement for this team and what they did over in the offseason has overshadowed what this team really is. And that is a team that is still rebuilding. First-time head of coach, first-time QB, first-time OC. Matt uh, Matt Berg, is he a first-time DC, or has he been a DC before? Uh, he's been a DC before. Uh, well, you pretty much have a brand-new coach and staff. And, I mean, you know, Domingo's calling plays. D'Amico is calling plays. Um, man, we've just been waiting for these coaches and teams to shock the world as every past head of coach has said that here in H-Town. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, uh, I think the fans, the Texans fans, Texans Twitter, everywhere across social media, you know, I know a lot of it feels like nails on a chalkboard. I get it. Um, I understand their frustration, though. And I feel like it's getting, you know, mixed with this hatred and, oh, Texans fans are being you know, overreacting, and sure, some are. I I understand that. But I think at the end of the day, it's just, I mean, we're frustrated, you know, and it's impatience that Mm. is combined with frustration. You know, we're thinking, hey, you just had one of the most hyped off seasons you've had in a long time. People kind of stirred away from, oh, this team is only returning. (laughs) Most of these rookies are playing from the draft class. Last year's rookies, now our second-year players, they're playing a lot. And you've added some vets, but obviously it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never enough to begin with. And, you know, we were hoping that with a D'Amico Ryans, and I still believe this, that the Texans could win six games. Mm-hmm. I still believe that. If there's any coach that could come out of an 0-2 start and with the cards stacked against them the way that it's been stacked, I think it's D'Amico Ryans. I think that's a testament into how good of a head coach I believe he can become. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And you bring out a word, impatience. I think that's what we are feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, you would have thought that this team would have went out there and as we, you know, jump into the game, the Houston Texans just let everyone down in H-Town. They lose 20 to 30 run. The... D'Amico Ryan's defense was one of your biggest disappointments of the day. No matter who the quarterback was, Anthony Richardson, if he would have stayed in, he probably would have gashed you for 100 yards on the ground. He had 35 yards, two tutties. Garnu Minshew came in, didn't light you up through the air, but 171 yards, one tutty, you could not get to them, could not create a turnover. No sacks by this Houston Texans defense. Your linebackers were picked apart. I don't know who put out these stats today, but they were targeted almost 10-plus times. They completed all 10-plus times. It is obvious that you need Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie back. But, man, just not a strong performance from this Texans defense. Defense was sad, man. That was, And that was, you know, when we were talking to Colts fans and specifically – um, Lawrence Owen from Believe in Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the calling card for us was, well, our defense, though, our defense, though, 
you know, we're looking at week one going, oh, man, look at what they did against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens are 2-0, and and they're going to be a playoff team this year and could be maybe knocking on that door for a potential hopeful Super Bowl for them. So who knows? They'll be in the mix for sure. So the Texans containing Lamar Jackson uh, and doing a fantastic job against him, I'm thinking, oh, man. This team right here, they're just gonna they're gonna destroy the Colts mm. with this defense the way it was booming against Baltimore. I mean, we didn't have Jalen Peach for a second half. You didn't really see too much of a difference. Um, you saw a lot of that difference <laughs> against the Colts. I thought the biggest thing for me though was Shane Steichen, and this is this is crazy to say it, I think. Shane Steichen, to me, had better run play design Mm. than the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, Monk, from from Georgia. He had better run play designs. You had guys pulling with Anthony Richardson on the touchdown run to the right side. He has a blocker down the field with him. That's a beautiful play where it's one-on-one. Oh, Derek Stingley's got to go get Anthony Richardson. Nope. Here's a blocker. Boom. Done. You know, you're pulling guards on the left side where he just ran it, I believe it was like a 30-yard rushing touchdown. MJ Stewart takes a bad angle. Henry mm. Toa Toa gets blocked. Other guys, he's running down the field with linemen. So not only does that tell you, okay, your defensive line just got mowed, your linebackers are getting either mowed or blocked now. It's just beautiful run play design that Shane Steichen had. And it sucks to... It sucks to say that Shane Steichen, one of the head coaching candidates of this off season, you're gonna say it. Out coached D'Amico Ryan's. Out coached. It yeah. I mean, you just had no answer for them. It's true. And you know, everyone's asking where was Will Anderson. You know, just was a non-factor. As when Jonathan Grenard. You know, mm-hmm. very. It was. You know, coming into this game, as Harley mentioned, it was this defense, this defense, this defense, right? Zach Moss gashes you in his first game back for 88 yards, one tutty, 4.9 yards a carry. Your secondary, despite having two safeties, I mean, no receiver had over 60 yards. Michael Pittman last week against the Jags, almost 100. This week, eight catches, 56 yards. They didn't do nothing through the air, as I mentioned, but it was the run game that was the Achilles heel of this Houston Texans defense. Where have we heard of that before, Harley? Um, but some, some, you know, some bright spots in the loss yesterday. CJ Shroud was the offense for the Houston Texans. 384 yards, two touchdowns, 103.5 QBR rating. There was a wild stat on NFL rookie watch that said he has now the most passing yards in the NFL by Ohio State quarterback, more 300-yard passing games than Justin Fields. Some shade at Justin Fields. How did you feel about our number two overall picks performance? Fantastic. I thought it was an encouraging game to move forward with. You know, if there's any bright spots, lone bright spots from week two, the biggest one that shined the brightest to me was C.J. Stroud. Hmm. He was absolutely amazing to watch and – you know, you left with the feeling, oh, that's why they got him at two. 
No, they didn't force a pick at number two. No, they got C.J. Stroud. They meant to get him, and he looked absolutely amazing. I don't know what this UG Freestyles guy is doing. He's just going off in the comment section. But there is some ridiculous crap coming out of his hands texting or typing. I don't know, man. Dude, what, what, what are we doing? We want to – the offensive line is absolutely horrendous, and you want to trade Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil. Tell me you're not dumb. Tell me you're not dumb without telling me you're not dumb. I mean, come on, man. Who's UG? For UG Freestyles, I already know. It's like a Scooby-Doo episode. Take the mask off. It's Bill O'Brien. Oh. That's who UG Freestyles is. Bill O'Brien as the GM. He, that, that, that's who he is right there. I mean, come on, man. This, this is some ridiculous comments. I had to address it. I, just, I keep seeing it, and it's ridiculous. Come on, man. Come on. Have some shame. Goodness, man. Shout out to UG Freestyle. Shout but out to UG Freestyle. I agree. You know, anyone who is not encouraged by CJ Stroud's performance, I'm not understanding it. 384 yards is absolutely crazy in your second NFL game without four starting offensive linemen. No help from Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary or this running game. CJ Stroud was the offense for the Houston Texans. I have this great tweet from DJ Reenemy. When CJ Stroud faced no pressure, he went 22 of 28, 78.6 completion percentage for 287 yards, two tutties, 10.3 yards per attempt. No pressure, and he was dealing. I just hate the fact we have to wait for week five. That's when Juice Scrugg hopefully comes back, Titus Howard hopefully comes back, and, you know, it's not how I thought we were going to start the season with six starters being out, four of them being your team captains, because C.J. Stroud was also on the injury report list for a shoulder. That scared everyone. That was a crazy night on Twitter. But I ask you, Harley, one of the overreactions I heard about C.J. Stroud was it was a garbage time performance. It was a garbage time performance. How do you feel about that? Come on, man. That garbage time, is that what we're doing? The people that continue to say garbage time, feels like it's they're only describing the sport of football. Like when they talk garbage time, what about these other sports we got? What about these other players I look at around the league? You know, like when the Texans were beating the Kansas City Chiefs, few years ago in the AFC divisional game like did the Chiefs come back in garbage time I guess that win doesn't count for them because it was garbage time Shohei Otani plays for the freaking Anaheim Angels they are garbage I guess all his stats are garbage time I mean yeah. uh what else can we say Michael Jordan with the Bulls they were whooping teams many, many times when they had the best record in the NBA, just like the Warriors did when they shattered their record. There's a lot of garbage time stats fluctuated into that. So we might as well look at everybody now because that's what we want to do. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. This is an encouraging game from your quarterback, and you're going to crap on it? You're going to crap on it because, A, you didn't want C.J. Stroud – or B, you got a hidden agenda for someone else. A lot of times there's oh, there was a lot of Texans fans going crazy for oh man, we should have got Anthony Richardson. Oh my god. 
We should go to Anthony Richardson. I mean, come on, man. What, what what's his name? The country musician? He, oh, he Parker wanted, McCollum. His dumbass wanted Anthony Richardson and B. John Robinson. Oh man, well, we should have got those two. I didn't know he had football scout on his resume. I had no clue. If I know trying that, to get him on the podcast, buddy. Don't throw no say. Don't throw I, no slander. I'd love to bring him on, and I'd love to have an argument with him because all he does is regurgitate what Locker says. That's exactly what he says. He all that's all he does. He just regurgitates it. Come on, man. Have your own opinion. Be your own man for once. Jesus, guy, dude. My goodness, man. Garbage time stats. I'm sick and tired of it. It's all over the Twitter timeline, social media. This is ridiculous, man. It's like, what more do you want him to do? You want him to throw for 450, 500 yards? So, he, I mean, garbage time. he bro. answered the bell. They and want 150 yards, no touchdowns, and one pick. Is that what they want? Then they're like, oh, well, he's just garbage. What? Come on, man. You know, another thing I didn't like from some fans, the idea of – Benching C.J. Stroud if Laramie Tunsil was not going to play. There was a lot of don't throw C.J. Stroud out there. You don't want to, you know, get him broken down and beat up by the other defensive line. My thought is then why are you drafting him at number two overall if he cannot overcome, you know, with, you know being without four starting O-line? I was sick to see those type of tweets. Like, bench C.J. Stroud and just throw in Davis Mills and wait for this O-line to get healthy. What are we doing here? They're talking about protecting an investment. I mean, I understand that, but you're taking away the grind from this guy. And C.J. Stroud has been through the grind his entire life. He said to himself that we're going to have to work hard and every day is going to be a fight. C.J. Stroud answered the bell yesterday. Another player that answered the bell was Nico Collins. 140-plus yards, one touchdown, C.J. Shaw's first touchdown in the preseason, first touchdown in the regular season. Hey, he's on pace for 1,400 yards. He put on a show yesterday. He's answered the question, I can be your number one wide receiver. You know, I saw a fun stat that him and Mike Evans were only 20 yards apart. Do we have our own Mike Evans here, man? But I love that. Nico Collins has answered the bell in the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, man, it's been enlightening to see. It's something that Texans fans, I love UG Freestyles. It's it's something that Texans fans were clamoring about. You know, they were not sure as, as well as us. You know, there was some uncertainty around Nico Collins. Um, I always believe that the height, his build, like just the way he looks – he looks like he could be a wide receiver one. I think he's a wide receiver two. There's no shame in wanting Mike Evans or T. Higgins, okay? There's no shame in wanting more weapons. I mean, it doesn't matter. So let's put that away. <laughs> we know we'd like to have that. Mm -hmm. Nico's been amazing, though, these first two weeks. And that's a testament to when you got a good quarterback, huh? Uh, that, that's a very good testament to when you have a quarterback that is light years better than your backup quarterback. We've only seen two games from a rookie quarterback, the second overall pick, C.J. Stroud, and he's made Nico Collins made us had this conversation that mm. he could be a number one wide receiver, and that is what good quarterbacks do. 
They do not, you know, oh, well, Nico can't get open. Oh, he can't make any separation. Oh, man, this is ridiculous. You know, and I heard Big Sarge said it in a in one of the Twitter spaces uh, yesterday. And I, I'm, I'm probably going to chop this up badly. But, you know, he was saying that C.J. Stroud was looking at film from Nico Collins over the years, the last two years, and noticed, man, he's open a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know that wasn't a shade to Davis Mills, but it definitely feels like a little shot over to to number 10 over there, the fake number 10. All right. I like calling him fake number 10 because I know who my number 10 was and I miss him very. So just like UG freestyles, misses his, his old number 10, you know? So with that being said, Nico has proved himself in two weeks. He still mm-hmm. got a lot, still got a lot to go. All right. And we still got a whole season to play out. So I'm hopeful. I am hopeful and I am encouraged to see the rest of his games. Yeah, no, I'm, you feel good about your receiving core more now that Nico Collins has bought out these past two weeks. Tank Dell, 70 mm-hmm. yards, one touchdown, breaks a tackle, takes it to the crib. See, he is everything as advertised. When the ball is in Tank Dell's hands, he is going to make something happen. Robert Woods, another solid day. Robert Woods is a clutch receiver. For CJ shot, whenever it's a third down or a fourth down, it is going right to Robert Woods. Robert Woods has been, you know, a pleasant surprise these first two games with the Houston Texans. But, you know, coming into these first two games, I did not think this passing attack was going to be the highlight of this Houston Texans offense. You obviously thought it was going to be Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. But because his offensive line is so bad, and I mean, it is so bad. One of the best running backs in the NFL last year gets hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's insane, dude. It's tough. It's uh, I, I definitely believe it's the offensive line. Um, that's the only answer, man. It's that. I mean, you you're without Laramie Tunsil. I mean, you could chalk up Kenyon Green if you want to, right? Out for the year. Juice Scruggs, Titus Howard. Like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And Dalton mm-hmm. Risner signs with the Vikings today. Yeah, that. I mean, you know, I know it doesn't necessarily uh, solve all your offensive line issues, but a band aid is helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, so even if some, it's a skinny band aid. Yeah, man. Some first aid is helpful. You know, I wouldn't have mind a little first aid on my cut. Yeah, I would have liked that. Yeah. You know, with the LA night. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm so, yeah, I would have liked that. Um, I would have liked the Dalton Risner. Uh, the running game is, is tough right now. It's tough to explain it. I mean, uh, I know a lot of Texans fans were uh, are, are just jumping off that train of D- Damian Pierce. And- I've heard some Steve Slayton comparisons i'm not i just i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna overreact to two games oh he's not what we thought he was two games like are we gonna really do this two games with zero linemen like this isn't just the backups like last year we had a bad offensive line one of the worst in the league but (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like this is bad you got so this O line is worse than last year's. Yes, easily, easily, way worse. 
When you're calling up Austin Deculus, come on down from the practice squad, and he's dressed up ready to go if something bad happens, yeah, that right there is the worst offensive line. They did not see week one with the Ravens when we had Noah Brown come on the motion and they hiked the ball, and the defensive line for the Ravens absolutely swallowed Noah Brown. I don't know what happened. We hadn't seen him since. We hadn't seen him since he got on the injury report. I hadn't seen Noah Brown since that defensive line or the Ravens swallowed up that play. The offensive line's ridiculous. I mean, come on. CJ Shaw was sacked six times yesterday. That's now 11 times in the past two games. Statistic-wise, he is going to be sacked another 10 times until we get Juice Scruggs and Titus Howard back. It's like whenever there is a rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans, he is going to get sacked. He's destined. The destiny is destined. Like that is your rite of passage to being the franchise (laughs) quarterback on this team. It's getting your ass handed to you. I mean, dude, this dude on pace to get sacked more than 50 times this season. Like that is insane. And. Now you are talking about protecting your investment right now with C.J. Stroud. You're not there just yet. We are waiting for week five. I am surprised, though, why we haven't brought no one in. You know, yeah. that, that that's – and, you know, I, I put out a tweet that got some heat. <laughs> it said – there is no way Nick uh, Nick Casario looked at you know looked at this offensive line before week two and said yeah throw it out there, and everyone was like what are you saying right like what are you wanting to do with four guys out? What I meant to say not only that also but why has there been no movement trying to get more bodies in here? When you have an O line this bad, how bad can the next guy be? If we're being honest, and. You need to bring in as much competition as you can because, like I mentioned, your dude's about to get sacked another 10, 12 times before this starting O-line gets back. I am very surprised Nick Casario has not, you know, brought in anyone else. But he traded for Josh Jones, traded for Kendra Green. You just got to do more, man, when you have a number two overall pick. I mean, he went dumpster diving and grabs a few guys, all right? Kendra Green was a fullback. They were trying him out at fullback because that's how bad he was in the offensive line. We're just hoping that maybe he's a scheme fit and maybe it works, mm. you know, and we putting our hands up in the air like this, you know, because we can't do nothing, you know. Josh Jones, I mean, he, he's a decent player. He isn't anything special. He's a backup for a reason. You know, George Fant, decent-ish Back up for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, these are guys you put in for a pinch, you know, so it is what it is. It, it, it just happens to be some unfortunate, very unfortunate luck. Shout out to Lively's report. They were uh, all over my channel, constant comments about grabbing every Ohio State player on the damn team. And look, I have no problem with most of them because it's Marvin Harrison Jr., Ibuka, CJ Stroud, Whipler was a solid option at center for them last year. So uh, shout out to Lively's report because I had some healthy debates with him about CJ Stroud, and it is proving me wrong. And I have no problem saying I'm wrong. I don't care. (laughs) 
shout out to Lively Report, man. And, you know, as we uh, as we come to the end of today's episode, once again, we're talking about another Houston Texans. Al. This one hurt a lot. Hurt a lot because you wanted this game to be a, a sign of all the BS you went through in the past two years was coming to an end. Yet it's the same issues that plagued the Houston Texans have plagued them years before. Where have you heard this before, Harley? A horrible offensive line and a defense that cannot stop the run. Next week, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is that in the, I mean, are we already chalking this up as a L with this offensive line, man? You kind of have to, right? Like, do you start putting these as automatic L's because of the offensive line? It's that bad. It It is that bad. But your quarterback's still able to throw for almost 400 freaking yards. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know. It is what it is with the Texans right now. We're 0-2. We get move on to next week. That's it. Play the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it is what it is. You know, uh, the Jaguars are no slouch. They're a solid team. You know, they beat the Colts week one. They lost to the Chiefs just this last week or yesterday. And so you're going to have your work cut out for you. You know, I mentioned that without this offensive line being fully healthy, you might lose some more games than expected. It's going to be tough, though, if you're 0-4 by the time your offensive line is healthy. Okay, well, let's look at the next two games, right? We got the Jags, and then we got the what? Steelers. The Steelers. Oh, wow. T.J. Watt is going to have himself a freaking day. There's no Cameron Hayward, so cool. Didn't T.J. have three sacks in week one? I have no clue. (laughs) I haven't paid attention to the Steelers too much. I just know they got their asses handed to them by the 49ers week one. They play today, uh, right now, actually, against the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Uh, so I need a win from the Steelers there. Um, but I do need Kenny Pickett to throw that interception because uh, prize picks, you know, got to. I got Kenny have... Pickett over 202 yards. Oof. That was a tough one for me. I just don't know what Kenny Pickett. I don't like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, I have to think he's a bad quarterback. Comments to end the night. Michael said, we're going 0-17. Let's face it. <laughs> hey, if, if we go 0-17, just know that the whole time me and Harley will be here doing videos, yep. here doing podcasts. <laughs> we are H-Town till we drown, unfortunately. You know, make sure you guys are watching today's uh, stream. If you haven't, go to Believe in Texans on Spotify. We are trying to get Quentin Demps on pretty soon. Hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. Yep. Um, follow Harley at the lead underscore Houston. Me at 713HSP. Boys, y'all have a very good rest of your Monday night. Y'all have a very blessed day. And we'll see you in the next couple of days. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.